I recently heard a, a statement that was made and it went like this. Every single one of us is a leader, whether we, whether we like it or not. And it comes down to the fact that people either want to be like us or they want to be not like us. And it's up to us to decide which one of those leader roles that we want to take a hold of. And when you choose, when you choose the leadership role of wanting people to follow in a positive manner, there are a ton of different things that are important. And over the course of the time that we've been doing this show, we've touched base on a lot of them and, and we're really beginning to hone them in and, and come up with some specifics as to what is important. And, and now's the time that we apply ourselves and share this information in a more distinct manner. Do you agree? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that, right? Simple as that. We've, we've learned a lot and um, we've, we've found, we found things out. You know, we made a lot of mistakes to get the knowledge we have now. Um, and I wanted to ask you about that. I wanted to ask about any uh, leadership mistakes that you've made, that you've learned from, and what was, like, what's, what are you doing now that's different? Whew. Where to begin? Leadership mistakes that I have made. Well, here's a big one. Making conversations about myself. Playing the I can relate game. Um, somebody starts, it's almost like a one up. You know, somebody starts to tell you about something that's going on in your life and you're like, oh, well, that happened to me too. And here's how I overcame it. Mm. And, uh, and there's a place for that. Th there is when you ask permission. Mm -hmm. It's, um, you gotta jump right into this. When we uh, get permission. When we get, well, yeah. well and when you a, get permission. Sometimes you, people will ask. Sometimes people will straightforward, hey, man, you know. Have you been through this? Have, have you been through this? Do you have any advice for me? Yeah. Uh, I was the, oh, here's what happened to me, and I handled it this way. And, and in that moment, that person didn't need help solving a problem. That person only wanted to vent. Mm. And I ruined the potential to even have a chance to help by trying to help too soon. And the thing that... Right, you, base, you cut them off and they're I, like, oh, I guess he doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> right, you know, 
Oh, I, I guess he doesn't want to listen to what I have to say. And mm. all he's doing is telling me how to fix my problem, telling me what to do. That's telling, telling, telling. I had, I had all the right answers, Matt. Hmm. And instead of going straight for the answer now, yeah, my number one goal is to look for the question. And that can simply start with, hey, do you want me to listen to you, bitch? Or do you want me to help you solve a problem right now? Where is your emotional state with this? And that has helped. That thought process alone has helped. Now, are you actually asking people that question? I have. Just that, that question? That's a – I want – how many people have been asked that question? Not very many. You know, it's uh, – I was asked that question Yeah. recently. I was uh, – What was the situation? I was venting my frustration about an injury. Okay. And – I was asked, do you just need me to hear you right now? Or do you want me to or help are you, you looking for advice? Are you, do you want me to help you solve a problem? Mm -hmm. I was, and and I, it was, I was just in a moment where I needed to be vocalize. Heard. Be heard. Yeah. And, and it, I, it wasn't even like frustration. It was, I needed to speak it out loud mm -hmm. to acknowledge the potential of what could be because mm -hmm. right now I'm in a state of uncertainty, mm -hmm. you know, might need surgery, might not. And that's a tough place to be. And, and that's where, and a lot of people can relate. And, you know, I'm sure doing what you do, what we do, uh, you've heard other people talking about similar problems that you're currently experiencing um, where, you could have simply listened, done mm. a better job of listening to them, even though you know exactly what they should do, mm -hmm. right? And you're dying to get it out of you as their their coach, right? Yeah. Their leader, their mentor in a way. So, so there's a specific example. It's really interesting because we can all relate to that. How many times have people just started complaining about uh, some pain that they were having? Well, I mean, or some struggle. You texted me just the other day. Yeah. Said some shit, and I responded, and you literally were just like, "Thank you for letting me bitch." <laughs> I was like, "You're welcome, man." Like, moving on. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, now that that's out of the way, and that's the mistake. That's one of the biggest mistakes I've made in a leadership position. And if you claim the role of coach in any facet, you most certainly are a leader. And, and as a coach, as a leader, the biggest mistake that I have made is knowing that I can help, knowing that I have a solution to the problem and not asking are you trying to solve this problem or are you mm -hmm. 
just voicing your frustrations at the moment. Because sometimes human beings are not ready to take the next step to mm -hmm. actually solve the problem. Sometimes. Sometimes. And you can also continue to question them. Uh -huh. If you want to help them solve the problem, uh, let's say they come to you for this problem often, right? Clearly, they're looking for an answer without actually asking, hey, what do I do? Do, do this for me. Help mm -hmm. me do this, right? People need help with the problem. So, so giving them an answer is... It can be uh, useful sometimes. It can be useless sometimes too, right? Um, even if they're asking for it. But asking questions though, getting them to elaborate and unco uncover something that they weren't thinking about to begin with, right? They have the answers in them. That's, that's what we say. Um, and I remember, I don't remember what I was venting about or bitching about the other day. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember you asking a question, I believe. Um, and, and that felt good. Like, oh, he's curious. He's listening. And it diffused how I felt. And that's what was, that's why I said thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and because I was, I was bitching because I was in this emotional state. An immediate you know? statement response can shut someone down. Mm -hmm. An immediate question response can slow someone can down. Can slow someone down, give them the opportunity to step into that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how a relationship is developed. That's how a relationship is strengthened. That's how a relationship mm -hmm. is kept over time. Uh, that's where, that's, that's where relationships fall apart is people get too comfortable, too quick to respond as a statement versus a question because when, when two people spend so much time together, you adapt, you know, and you get comfortable with the routine of how the friend, the partner, the significant other, the mother, the father, how they respond to you. And you miss the cue to show some sympathy. Mm -hmm. Like, I go, this is my chance and I messed it up. Yes. Screwed it up. Yeah. I like how you, you you brought it to the relationship aspect because like, um, well, leadership is relationships. Yeah, I that's I definitely have done that with relationships in the past. Yeah, even with Val, with my wife now, she's uh, seldom opens up in that way, and when she does, I used to answer, answer, mm -hmm. answer. And 
I, I used to, I would tell, I could tell that it would turn her off really quickly, especially for people who generally are not vulnerable with people, right? Who are used, kid keeps to themselves more often. If, if they're entrusting you with this, um, whatever they're saying, you know, we, we've set up bitching before, but it could also be just coming to you out of joy or sadness or something they want to share with mm -hmm. you. Like, Hey, I, I'm so excited. I did this thing and, and it was awesome. And I had such a good time and cool. Let me tell you about this time. Yeah. <laughs> this one time that I, all right, cool. All right. I don't care. It's one up, you know, <laughs> it's like one up and, and I, oh, man, I remember back to my teens doing that, like in high school or I had, no, I, I had, you know, friends that would do that. Um, Clearly, it comes from a place of insecurity. Like they feel like they need to fit in, so they, mm -hmm. so you look for an in, right? Mm -hmm. You try to relate. Like, oh, me too. You know, we can yeah. relate to that. Um, and there's a level, like I said before, there's a level where that's important because it builds um, a little bit of trust. Like you have, you've been through this. That's good. Uh, and also, it it shows, um, what's the word? I'm we're we're building commonalities yes. too, which is huge for building trust mm -hmm. with a, you know, with a with a spouse. Like, of course, you want things well, in common. You want to they want them to know that you also like to go kiteboarding on the weekends. That was one of the first things. That was one of the first things we learned through the active life immersion was when you get a new client, you've got to find a way to build, build commonality. Build commonality. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's, Sales 101. Yes. And leadership mm -hmm. and coaching is sales because it's it's the ability to communicate in such a way that we're convincing people. Lot, we're, we're, we're getting them to trust so we can now help them. A lot of the sales gurus are going to yeah. tell you that everything is a sale. It, yeah. You want your, I want my son to mow the grass. That's, sell it to him. I got to sell it to him. I got to make him think it was his idea. You know? Exactly. Hey, do you want to mow the grass right now or do you want to mow it in two hours? Not a do you want to mow the grass. It's not a yes or no. It's a when are you going to do it, mm. you know? Um, and There's a tactic giving people yeah. only two options, yeah. two specific options. Yep. Like either do it now or do it later, but do it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, that's the biggest. That's not the, probably not the biggest, but that's the first one that comes to mind is, is – uh, is the biggest mistake you make it you made as a coach as a leader as yeah a leader, yeah um, like just being really quick with the answer quick the solution answer. you know yeah. rather than rather than ask questions and ask questions and ask questions to get someone to solve the problem to solve the problem on their own or you know or ask them permission hey i think i have a couple ideas that would help you. Would you like to hear them? Mm -hmm. Like put the ball in their court. That's that's yeah. the best thing a leader can do. Mm -hmm. Is when you are when you're working close with somebody, and you you think you know that you have a solution, you have a way to guide them. Hey, I have a thought. Would you like to hear it? Mm -hmm. What about you? Biggest mistake 
or a mistake? A mistake, biggest mistake. What you just said has been on my mind lately a lot, actually. Um, hmm. So, yeah, uh, and, and this is a recurring theme over the course of my, I'll, I'll say my, my career um, in coaching, general coaching, um, and leadership too. Just like, as, a, as for what I've done, I've been in both of those roles most of the time, right? It was not being clear on the expectations that I have for myself, for my team, for our clients, for coworkers, for, 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 spouse. for my spouse, yeah. right? So yeah, that's when I, and here's a specific example, example. My first um, gym that, that I opened, right, it was a CrossFit gym. I had two partners um, at the time. Opened up. Everything was cool. We kind of, sort of decided like roles, right, on roles like, you know, one person was going to manage the, the financial aspect and uh, my responsibility was day-to-day -day things. I was the one who's going to be there, you know, all the time, most of the time, managing. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, and so, you know, we, we kind of sort of decided on these roles, and I was like, oh, you know, I, I got this, I got this, I got this, cool. That was it, right? Um Things got started and we had disagreements on things, on ways to handle certain situations, like um, who's running classes, who's coaching what and when, um, how are we marketing, right? things like this, how are we paying ourselves, <laughs> right? Because these things come up. And they're important. And they're super important. And this would be important you know, for how you interact with a client too, or um, with a teammate, right? You need to have expectations of who holds you accountable, who's responsible. So because we didn't set these expectations or be clear on what we wanted out of this, we had a lot of disagreements. And after just a month and a half of being open, my partners wanted to get out and quit and leave, which was difficult, man. It, it led to even like another, a whole year of dealing with difficult things because we didn't set boundaries. And we didn't, we didn't know for certain how we were going to do things or what it, what it was that we were even going toward, right? The, the lack of, uh, we can call lack of vision, lack of clarity. That was my biggest mistake, man. And that, that has been my biggest challenge in, over the years as well. That's, that reminds me of what Jocko and Leif talked about in extreme ownership with leading up and down the chain of command. And, and 
when you clear when you do not clearly set your expectations whether it be of yourself to others or or of others to yourself you're setting yourself up for trouble mm-hmm. i'm not going to say i'm not going to say to lose to fail failure yeah like no. it can be resolved you, it's you, just you, another obstacle yeah you're went. you're setting yourself up for a large obstacle there's always going to be obstacles in leadership this always. is a whole batch of them. yeah this is like a handbook's worth of yes obstacles that you could have mitigated exactly had you been clear first from the start yeah. and it's funny is um going through some business mentorship right now what i'm learning is when you get to writing out standard operating procedures, putting systems into place, be overly detailed. Mm -hmm. Like make it, I believe the words were, make it so simple the person reading it almost feels offended because, or they feel like you're calling them dumb. Yeah. You know, make it so simple on paper. It's black or it's white. Right. All right, you're going to empty the trash can, tie it shut, put it in the dumpster, put a new bag in the tr- in the trash can. The example that they gave was on the SOP, it said mop the floors. Mm-hmm. Come to find out the person that was mopping the floors was only ever doing it with just water and the mop. He was never putting soap in the bucket. And to the gym owner, that was common sense. Right, mop it the way I do it. Exactly. But unless you, one, show somebody exactly how you want it to be done, or train train them, or or put it onto paper exactly how you want it to be done, overly detailed. That's the only way it's going to get done in that manner. I remember doing an exercise on that once. And it was cool um, with a, a business mentorship that I did. Uh, so we were sitting down and the instruction was person A, fold a paper airplane. Person B, write down how they did it. Okay. So they had to watch you yeah. make the airplane and then write down step by step what you did. Yeah. That is a very interesting exercise, especially if you're like fast. Right. <laughs> Um, and then you bring another person into the room, you give them the instructions and see if they can, and see if they can make it match. And everyone has their, I mean, you know how to fold a paper airplane. Yeah, I do. Whoever does. Everyone has their little thing that they do, like their process for it, (laughs) like how you start, what, what you fold next and every do it. And you know, how many times do you rub the tip to make it nice and sharp? (laughs) And then you bend the little wings. And you, you look down the middle to make sure it's lined up like that detail, <laughs> right? Um, and then, all right, test it. Did it fly? <laughs> and the, it, this simplifies the process, though, of mm-hmm. how to actually go about doing the SOP thing, which I think is so cool. Like, okay, hey, I'm going to mop the floors. Can you just watch me and just, you know, take notes on how I do it? I'll talk you through it. Like I, this is how much soap I put in, write this down. This is what, you know, this is where I start in the room and I go left to right and whatever. 
details. And then we empty the water bucket, we hose it off, we put it in this closet, we shut the gate. Yeah, you got it. All of that down. And then you have someone follow it and test it and you trial, you make sure. And then if they fucked it up, whose fault is it? Yours, because you wrote the instructions. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's how clear you need to get with people. Let's say you're making a, you know, you're creating a lesson plan. You're a teacher, right? And the lesson plan has ambiguity in, in, in it. Like you're going to talk about this period of time in your history lesson. Okay. What, what page in their textbook can they open to that? They, so they can have a, uh, a reference. What, uh, what specific events, who are the people involved? Write these things down. It's, it's scripting what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, it works because it gives you results. Right. Measurable results to compare against. What can... What can we do moving forward hmm. to... Again, there's always going to be obstacles. It's like one thing we can get binary on. <laughs> Is that... That Always. There's, that there's going to be obstacles. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be obstacles. That's a fact. From a leadership position, learning what you've learned, making mistakes, failing over and over again, what, what do you do now? Or what are you going to do now? to ensure that in your current thing and anything else you do moving forward, that you limit the possibility of the severity. Hmm. Right. You limit the risk. Yeah. Not necessarily or... the risk, but the... the <laughs> it's it's the... like this. We're getting super fit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're less likely to get sick. Yes. Uh, think about it in the hurricane categories, okay? Mm -hmm. um, the, your past mistakes have been an F5. How do we get it down? Down to a 2. To an F1, F2. Right. What can we do as leaders? Downgrade to a tropical storm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What can we do as leaders um, to ensure, you, you know, obviously, we just talked about systems, okay? What, what is systems doing? What is systems doing to mitigate the, the severity? Yeah. They're placing, no, they're creating opportunities for people to take ownership. Mm. Through? Through accountability and, you know, clear communication. That's the word I was looking for. It's, yeah. It's if it's if it's clear, yes. like I, like the, the my big mistake, like if it's if it's clear down to who, then the only person to blame is yourself. And what happens when people take ownership is shit gets done. Yes, you know, and that's the whole thing with with it, man. You referenced extreme ownership before. That is, it works because it's effective. And it increases productivity. 
right? When, when you have a team or a client to coach relationship or a spousal relationship where mm-hmm. both people, both parties, all parties take ownership, not my fault, not yours out in my fault. And you can also take fault, right? Mm-hmm. You will, you'll be the person taking fault. I'm not going to argue about you. I'm not going to argue with you about whose fault it is right. when, when we can clearly see that, Hey, this is what I can do now. To, I can adjust my trajectory and you can also adjust yours. So now we can go toward the common goal, you know, goal. It's the most necessary thing for at, at the very least for it to be productive and to, to, make progress forward that's important yeah so how does systems help is what you asked yeah it helps because it allows opportunity for people to take ownership it's a form of communication yeah and it's a communicate it's a form of communication and when, and through that, how many times? Have, sorry, okay, you're how, many, good. how many times have you uh, been in a situation where you had to guess what might what might be the right call here? Okay, <laughs> and it affected another person, right? A lot. Yeah. So if you had systems in place, you okay? I don't need to guess. I can re- I can refer to the system. I can refer to the process. Um, or you could ask, how should we go about this? How can we go about this best? And that's, and that's one way, that's one way that the, the, yeah, technical, yeah, technical difficulties were back. Um, the systems are a way to get the team to to take ownership to be leaders themselves right when they look at when they look at hey when i do my job the way that it's supposed to be done the next person can do their job the way that it's supposed to be done and the next person can do their job the way that it's supposed to be done when tina from night shift misses one of the check marks on her checklist, right? Bobby that's opening up now has extra work to do. He's only supposed to work an eight hour shift. And now he has to start his shift cleaning up the mess that person left behind. And now now all of a sudden, Oh crap! Bobby didn't get all of the work that he was supposed to get done done, and now the and now and then and so on and so on and so on. So when there is clear, concise instructions, and they're written down to where I could pull you in off the street, hand you the script, mm-hmm. and. You might not have the most of the clue as to what you're going to do, but there's a strong possibility you could get close. Imagine what, imagine what you can do 
with the people that have a clue, putting them in the right, putting them in place and making sure that they're doing the things in the right steps. And that's how the well-oiled machine gets going. And that's the importance of leadership is, and that's the importance of recognizing that everybody, everybody's a leader, is a leader, is that what you do has a play in what the next person does. And it has, so they can now take ownership over their role most effectively. Showing them how important their yeah. role is is going to make them. Right. Right. You play an integral part here. You, yes. What you do is important. Yo, if somebody would have told me that mm -hmm. in some of the positions that I worked in before, hey, we need you to do this. Here's why. Because if you do do this and you do it in a timely manner, it's going to allow for this and this and this to happen. And then here's a great example. I worked at Sam's Club and I was, I was, I worked in the freezer cooler department is what it was called. And we had to keep things stocked on a regular basis. If we got behind, the next truck would come. And then our stuff would be wall to wall inside the cooler or inside the freezer, which then made it even more difficult to get that first shipment done. Because now the new shipment's in our way. So if they would have explained to me how important it was that this gets done and that, hey, if it doesn't get done, it's just going to pile up and it's just going to get worse. Mm -hmm. And we're going to end up throwing a bunch of stuff away. And, but no, just do it, do it, do it, do it. That's not leadership. That's just being a bossy. Right. Management. Yeah. That, which is necessary. Make sure people are doing their job. Exactly. Also inspiring them. Start. This is why I fully yeah. believe that anybody in a management role should be constantly doing leadership development. Like, Yes. I think everyone should be doing leadership development, but there are people in specific positions that it should be mandatory. Mm. Like you should learn how to communicate. You should learn how to lead. You should learn the importance of teaching people why they do something and how it affects others. Requiring communication skills, requiring communication, communication education, skills. communication, education. Yeah. Hmm. And that's why you and I are, going to start providing communicate leadership, leadership education. education going to start we we are starting well we we started that's I mean, why we, we are providing this we, we, <laughs> we are providing it we we sat down for an hour today formulating the outline of the workshop that we talked about in our last episode we planned the next time that we're going to sit down and work on the plan for the workshop that we're going to host. That way, when that day comes, there's going to be no ambiguity. We know right. what we're going to provide. Very specifically. Like down to the words. Yes. <laughs> and who and when. Um, with some wiggle room because there's always room for obstacles, obstacles. Mm -hmm. And there's, yeah. And there's also room for, uh, 
we'll call it flavor. Theatrics, fun. Theatrics. <laughs> it's, oh, it's going to be fun. Um, I can't say equal parts fun and educational because that's subjective. Yeah. I find it all fun. And, and all of it's a hundred percent fun. It's a matter and of a hundred percent education. It's a matter of perspective. Yeah. Um, that that workshop, man. Uh, everything we talked about today, too. The the how to be more clear and concise. Mm -hmm. We're gonna we're gonna cover that. The how to communicate better to and how to listen better. We're gonna cover that stuff. Um, how to make decisions better decision making covered right and and not and and it's this is stuff we we're going to both talk about a little bit mm -hmm. more more so uh we'll be involving people so we need participants people to participate right that means screen on mic on talking writing doing the work yeah um because to do the work you actually take the next steps right so for people who are looking to well, look to people who are leaders in their community Res respective fields respective fields um, at any level because like Ron said you can lead up and down um, yeah this is this is you a, are invited this and is welcome the workshop for you and and it's free and by the time that's that cool by the time that you're listening to this, we will have the link ready for you to, to uh, register. And uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah. What are you most excited for about it? I understand the importance and the, and the value of... I look back at... Like I said, I look back at the jobs that I had mm -hmm. and how much better they could have been had the people that were in charge had even a slight understanding of communication. Mm. What if you even had a better understanding? Yeah. What if I even... You weren't even in charge. Yeah. What if I would have even had a better understanding of... That could have led me how to stand up for what I want. Exactly, I, that could have led how me how to make a complaint. <laughs> to, that could have led me to take ownership, been a better employee, gotten a promotion, and you know, obviously, then I'd be doing something else. But but for you, the listener, if you're frustrated and tired of being stuck in your career position or struggling with your significant other leadership development and learning communication is going to help you recognize your role in the situation and act upon it. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. Yes. And, and it gives, just gives you more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. There's so many more opportunities when you can see things more clearly. And uh, everyone, if you're listening to this, you're going to be on that on that workshop. It's free. It's a Wednesday. October cool. 13th, 
6 p.m. There's a Zoom link. You get invited. <laughs> um, if you've got questions, DM us, Instagram. Email us. Whatever you guys want to do. Get in contact. And we'll see you next time.